Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Rock Your World Naturally Show. Happy Mother's Day to all of our beautiful mothers. I pray that your day is filled with love, joy, peace, and all the blessings that come with motherhood. In honor of Mother's Day, I thought it would be fitting to do an exclusive interview with my mother, Stephanie Nobles Beans. I am truly a reflection of who she is. In this candid conversation, we talk about her greatest joys and hardest moments as a mother. We discuss her latest book, Born to be a Boss, Brown Girls Lead 2, and her lifelong dream of starting her coffee business, Mama Beans on Holy Grounds. She shares why she is passionate about mentoring young women of color. I pray that you are blessed by this conversation just as much as I was. Let's get into it. When it comes to women's health, there's an overwhelming amount of information out there. And honestly, it can be quite confusing. Diets, fads, trends, which one is right? What if I told you the answers to optimal health can be found in one of the most ancient medical books ever written, the Bible. If you're ready to take the guesswork out of living a healthier life, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Rock Your World Naturally Show. I'm Rakesia McMillan, honorably retired Air Force veteran, certified health coach, and award-winning author. After years of trying to recover my health the world's way, I was still sick, depressed, and had no energy. Finally, I surrendered to God and He showed me in the Bible how to recover my health, and it rocked my world naturally. My calling is to help women who are struggling and burnout to have more energy and lose weight by using God's prescription for physical, mental, and spiritual health. If you're ready to experience extraordinary health, grab your favorite herbal tea or power smoothie, and let's get ready to rock your world naturally. God bless you and welcome to the Rock Your World Naturally show. You know, as we are celebrating mothers around the world for Mother's Day, I thought it would be so fitting to interview my mother on today's show. Mm -hmm. And the woman that I am today is because of my mother. And so for those of you that have never met her, I'm just going to share a little bit of her bio with you. And so Steffi Nobles Beans is a Christian writer, and she's been a speaker for over 30 years. She's a self-published author, producer, poet, and loves the spoken word. She is the founder of Brown Girls Magic Mentoring and Leadership Program, which helps women of color reach their potential through the three L's, leading, learning, and loving leadership. Helping women of color to create their own narrative is a mission of Steffi's, letting them know that they have a right to sit at the table in any field that they desire to go into. So ladies, welcome to the show, my mother, the amazing, the incredible Stephanie Nobles Beans. Oh, wow. What a wonderful introduction. I'm so humble. Humble to be here with you today. 
Oh, it is an honor, Mom. And so oh. I am just so glad to be able to host you on the show today. And Mom, you were just not only my mother, but you were that all around <laughs> woman. Oh. I mean, my oh, mom, she's a you, pastor, she's a, she's a chaplain, she's um, the the director of diversity, equity, and inclusion at the school that she's at, the college or university. And so just watching you and growing up as a little girl, I never knew the great impact um, that you would have on my life to influence me in my own journey as a mom. Oh, oh. wow. No, thank you, sweetie. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, with you, mom, who are some of the women that influenced you in your life? Well, you know, in my new book, Born to Be a Boss, Brown Skin Girls Lead to, there are three women that were influencers in my life. Uh, one being my mother, Mildred Marie Coleman Nobles. Uh, my second is uh, Viola Madaris Nobles, which is my big mama, my grandmother. And then the third would be um, Anna Rose Delaney which was my mom's BFF, we called her auntie. So those three women just really poured into me as a little girl and as a young woman. Those are my three influential women uh, that I hold dear to my heart. Mm, that is wonderful. And yes. so just with all of the the many gifts and the talents that you have, Mom, I just remember from a little girl that you've always been a writer. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I started writing poetry when I was about nine years old. And the story goes, I had wrote a poem. It was around Easter and I wrote a poem about the crucifixion. And I, my daddy said I was so upset that they had crucified Jesus. I wanted to let the world know how much I loved him. And I wrote the poem and I took it to school and I was accused of plagiarizing. And I was like, I didn't, first of all, I didn't know what plagiarizing was at nine years old. But I went home because my teacher had said, I, she said, you made this up. You didn't write this. And so. I took it home to my dad and my dad actually went back to the school and said, if you can find this poem anywhere, uh, I think he said, I'll give you a hundred dollars is what he told me. And the woman says, well, I don't, I can't find the poem. He said, right, because my daughter wrote it. And, you know, by her saying that to me, it kind of shut me down a little bit. I said, well, maybe I'm not supposed to write. And it wasn't until years later after I became a mother that I began to pick up pen to paper and write again. Yeah. Oh, wow. So from a little girl, I even remember the first words that my mother taught me how to write. Even before I went to school, I think I was about three, maybe barely four. Mm -hmm. But I was writing on what we used to call back then that cornbread paper. <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> just writing words and just 
that's really developed, you know, my gift in being able to write mm-hmm. and to speak as well. And yeah, so, yeah. you know, even as we're celebrating, you know, Mother's Day, Mom, what would you say is the one thing or are there many things that you enjoy about motherhood? Well, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people don't know my story. I was a teen mom. I got pregnant with you at 14 years old. And you were born May 22nd, 1970. You know, back in the day, that was like an aghast. Oh, my God. She's a teen Mm -hmm. mom. She's pregnant. And, you know, for some reason, Rakesia, that when I became pregnant with you, uh, I had a template. And the template was my mom. My mother was a good mother. She doted on us. I remember days of her just hugging and loving on us. And I knew that when I became pregnant with you, I just knew there was something special about being a mother because my mom had showed me that. And when I had you, it was just... I was in awe, first of all, that God would bless me with a with a with a child like you. Um, and to I just knew what to do. There were a few things like, you know, kind of like how to change the diapers. Mama showed me how to do that. Uh, feeding you. I knew that knew how to do. I knew how to bathe you. But I just knew it was just I think it was just second nature of being uh, a mama. And so. Um, from that, you know, then I had Leola Antoinette by the time I was 17. And then uh, seven years later, John Jr. And then seven years later, Stephanie Jr. And I'm just, I'm like, my babies are seven years. I guess seven was complete. (laughs) And, uh, just, I just, I just have a special love for my children and, I look at you, you and Leola and Stephanie Jr. Uh, it it came second nature to you all. You're just good moms. And John Jr. He's you know with him being a guy, he just he just has a love for his daughter. He just loves uh, Amaya. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just because I had the template of the love that was around me uh, that I was able to shower the love and to just know how to be a good mom. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just so important. And yes, so you know, growing up and even as I've gotten older, I've come to understand that not everyone has grown up with that experience of having a loving and a nurturing mother. There are a lot of mm-hmm. those, those deep mother wounds, because I always say this, that I believe that a mother's love is spiritual. Yes, I agree. I agree. And when there's a disconnect in that love between a mother and the child, that leaves an open wound in an individual's life. And so we're so, Mm -hmm. I talk with, you know, my other siblings about this all the time. We're we're just so blessed to be able to be, you know, raised and to receive the love of, of our mother. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a blessing to, I would tell people, it's a blessing and an honor to be the mother of four beautiful children. 
Uh, I look at you all from the age of 50 to the age of 38, Steffi Jr., that, you know, I can honestly say that you all have not really given me a hard time, you know, that you have some mothers are, they are just spastic because their children are doing all kinds of things and causing, wreaking havoc. And you all just didn't do that. You know, I remember just taking you all with me to restaurants or we, if we went to, at the time when Kmart was open, we go to Kmart, we go to the grocery store, we went to the base, you know, because we were a military family. People would always say how um, how sweet my children, how well mannered. That was the word they would use. How well mannered your children are, and I said, "Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have to spank you all for too much. I, I think maybe once or twice, but it was always. I think it's the way that I talked to you all, and I gave you space to, you know, say, Mama, you know, I don't like that. Whether I agree with you or not, if you didn't eat them peas, you just." Just didn't get to eat, <laughs> you know. It's like, oh, we're not gonna fuss with you. I mean, you know. So you all just didn't give me a hard time for that. I am very thankful. Mm-hmm. And you know, mom, as a mother, have there been any times like in motherhood that have been the hardest for you? Yeah, I think uh, when. I divorced your dad. John was a teenager. Steffi was probably six or seven. I didn't think I was going to be a good mom because I felt like I had to have the male part of being with me. But I learned to navigate in my motherhood. I just put on the survival cap and said, hey, girl, you got to do what you got to do. You still got to feed your kids. You still got to work. You still have to find transportation. You still got to put food on the table. You still got to put a roof over these last two children's uh, head. And it was it was scary because I'd never been without your dad. He'd always been there. I always say I never knock him for anything. The one thing that I can say that he was a good provider of making sure that, you know, you had food and rain and all that good stuff. But when the time came for me to go my separate way, it was very scary for me because I didn't have a lot of money. I had just started working here at the university. I was like, what am I going to do? How am I going to feed my babies? But God is such a good God and a faithful God because When I started working at the university, he placed people in my life who just started blessing me, Mm -hmm. just started giving me money, just started making sure that I could get to work. And I was just like, wow. You know, he said, if I provide for the birds who have no nest, why would I not provide for my children? So uh, that was a scary moment that I didn't think I was going to be a good mom, but uh, my your, your 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 two younger siblings say, "Hey, Mama, you 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 grind, you you made it work." And I, and I thank God that I had enough of God in me and enough faith to say, you know, I got to get up another morning. Didn't know if the paycheck was gonna stretch. Didn't know if the rent was gonna be paid. Didn't know if the phone bill was gonna you know the phone was gonna be. But God uh, made a way, and I'm mm-hmm. very thankful to God for that. 
Mm, and so I'm sure that through that experience that you're able to connect with so many other women who yeah. are in that same position or similar position to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. know like to be in a fearful place of the unknown. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm always encouraging women, especially single moms, uh, that you can do it, but you can't do it by yourself. You, especially if you don't have a community, you, you really have to rely on God. I didn't remember when I moved, when I moved here uh, to Spokane, you were stationed here. I really didn't have a tribe at that time. All I had was you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I learned that I couldn't depend on you because I'd end up moving to Medical Lake moved off the military base from you, I had to say, okay, Steph, you, you got to do this. And I was able to do that. So I love encouraging not only single moms, but moms that are married, that are young moms that got a lot of babies and they're trying to work and trying to make it work with husband and just giving them words of encouragement, especially with the word of God, that they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them. We can't do anything of our own strength. We need his strength to strengthen us. And so, yeah, I love encouraging. You know, I'm a life coach, so I love telling people, okay, what, 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 what's your agenda today? What you got going? Let's, let's, look at, let's look at the strategic map plan of today and mm-hmm. what can you get accomplished today? Mm-hmm. One of my mottos is don't worry about tomorrow, just do today. Mm, that's mm-hmm. so that helps us to stay in the present mm-hmm. um, we're at. And one of the things that I always remember as a child, like you are always a great encourager. Mm. You know, there were times that you would pull out the Bible, we would be gathered around and whether you would read scriptures to us, sing to us, yeah. pray with us. Yes. You were always yeah. that encouraging force in our lives. Mm-hmm. And, and and I get that from your granny, from granny, from my mama. You know, mm-hmm. she she whipped that Bible out in a minute and give you scripture, child, and get to singing one of them old, they said one of them old time religion songs. <laughs> I think I can hear my mama now. Come on, baby. Uh-uh-uh-uh. Is you depending on the Lord or not? <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm very grateful to mama. Very grateful to mama. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful because it it does pass on from generation to generation and the value, yeah. the the God factor mm-hmm. yeah. makes all of the difference. Amen. Amen. Because I look at you, you, my daughters uh, being mothers, you all are some amazing mamas. You know, mm-hmm. you may you may parent differently. But in the vein, it's like I'm the main vein. You always said, well, this is what mama would do. This is what mama would do. Or, what, you know, yeah. sometimes we talk, what would granny be doing? You know, what would granny say? So I look at, you know, how you all have navigated motherhood and you guys have done so well, so amazing. And even John Jr. says, you know, I didn't think I was the best dad. I said, well, one thing we have to understand, we weren't born with a parent handbook. Yeah. You know, it's like that. It's like being military. It's like OJT on the job training, baby. You got <laughs> you got to jump in there and make some mistakes. And once you make them, you you pan them out. Okay, I don't want to do that anymore. So I'll try this and see what works and read books, you know, about being good parents. But I think the best guide that we have are is the word of God. And of course, Christian mm-hmm. books 
who talk about Christian parenting. Mm-hmm. One of the so other true. that I've admired about you as well, mom, is that you are a business entrepreneur. Um, and that really resonates. I think all of the siblings in some way. So can you share a little bit about mama beans on holy grounds and what God is doing through that ministry? When I opened up my transition home in 2009, I wanted to show women, since I had been a businesswoman before, you know, I owned the, the sewing business, and I wanted to let them know that they could be entrepreneurs. They could bring money in to help them, sh- to show them that they could be businesswomen. Well, I wanted to open up a coffee business, Mama Bean's Own Holy Grounds, and it didn't come into fruition. And so... um in 20, what is this, 2023, 2022, uh, November, the Holy Spirit said, take that dream off the shelf again. Let's let's blow the dust off of doubt and fear and just start the coffee business. Now, I didn't, didn't really know anything about coffee roasting. And I just began to do some, some research and a young man who owns uh, a coffee roasting business here called Indaba said, Mama Beans, I would love to help you with your dream. And so we started brainstorming, started late. He gave me homework assignments. I want you to know what coffee tastes like. I want you to come to the coffee uh, roasting warehouse and taste coffees. And I got hooked. And then I said, okay, how am I going to start a coffee business online? He said, you don't want to start brick and mortar with, you know, zero plus zero equals zero. So I didn't have any money to open up brick and mortar. So I started a GoFundMe. People knew me in the community and they knew the money that I would be raising would help with the online coffee business, but also with my Brown Girls Magic Mentoring and Leadership Program. So all the proceeds, the coffee proceeds go into the program to help women in different programs. We just had our very first Women of Color Conference. It was amazing. We had 50 plus women. And so uh, it's uh, our website is ownholygrounds.com. And I tell you, we're up to 72 customers now. And so I'm really excited because what we're hoping to do, we're in phase three of opening up our very own Mama Beans on Holy Grounds Coffee Cafe. So we're looking two years out, 2025, uh, to break ground and open up a coffee shop in our East Central Community Center uh, where people would just... Just come in and just have some coffee with Mama Beans. (laughs) I love it. And I'm not a coffee drinker, but last year, my Uh mother brought some of her coffee to the women's conference space for her. And I'm telling you, (laughs) there is no coffee like my mama's coffee. It's you can tell the quality, the taste, it's just a pure coffee. And so, mom, can you share that website again? Because I want people to go support and try out this amazing coffee. And at the same time, you'll be doing something good for our young girls. It's on holygrounds.com. And I tell people my coffee is coffee with a purpose. 
there are three purposes. One, we support our global coffee farmers, and most of them are women who grow coffee beans. So that money goes into their their business and they help educate their women. The second one, it uh, coffee with a purpose, it supports locally. We locally support our uh, coffee roaster in Daba. And then last but not least, they say the best for last, it supports our Brown Girls Magic Mentoring and Leadership Program. And so we're really excited. We're getting ready to build a platform uh, so that I can start doing uh, leadership in the community, the young women. I'd like to do some summer programs to help them become great leaders in the community. Mm, that is a wonderful, wonderful. Mm-hmm. One of the other things I want to talk about, too, is your latest book, Mom. <laughs> which I absolutely love. I was talking to a young lady last week. I said, oh, let me introduce you to my mama. Uh-huh. And so I pulled up the book and she was just thrilled and overjoyed. I said, when you see the cover of this book, that's my mother. <laughs> well, I tell you, Brown, born to be a boss. It's, it says born to be a boss. Brown skin girls lead as a young woman in high school, I did not have anyone that looked like me. And I made a promise to myself that one day I would like to be able to encourage and uplift young women of color. And so when uh, I've, I've been a, a, a mentor here at the university for 27 years, and when I thought about these beautiful young women who said, you know, Mama Beans, we just love you so much. You're such a great leader, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, wow. I said, I need to write a book about what I've learned about leadership over these 30 plus years. And I wanted to keep it on a Christian basis. And so I took women from the Bible that were amazing leaders. And then I went and I asked 22 other women, 15 questions about leadership. And I tell you, you all did not let Mama Beans down. My three daughters, Rakesia, Leola, and Steffi Jr. are in the book. And I tell you, just seeing your leadership skills and potential of what you all have done in your businesses and leadership. And I wanted to leave something with women of color to know that you can lead too, but sort of have some words of encouragement. We talk about leadership quotes in there. We have women from the Bible in there, but we have a a judge that's in there. We have a woman that is a philanthropist. We have a woman that's preparing to be a principal. Uh, You have a business. Leola has a business. Steffi Jr. has a business. And then three of my girls that I have mentored for the last four years, they are in that book. Matter of fact, two of them are getting ready to graduate in May. And then my other baby, she, I call her my baby, she graduates next year. So I look at these amazing young women who have who are leaders. They're not in the leaders in the making. They're already leaders. And so that was one of the things that I wanted to leave a legacy to women to let them know that they too can be leaders as well. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it. It's a powerful book. 
Born to be a Boss, Brown Skin Girls Lead Two. And so where can they get the book, Mom, for those that want to? They can, they can go right to onholygrounds.com and it's on that website. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes, yes. So, Mom, with you being blessed to start your coffee business, what do you remember about coffee growing up as a little girl? Girl, the song that rings through my head is uh, the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. <laughs> my parents were Folgers coffee people in the morning, in the afternoon, and even before bedtime. I grew up with the smell of Folgers coffee in my home. My mom and dad love coffee. They, if it wasn't black, it's always with cream and sugar. And it was very special because I noticed growing up as a little girl with coffee, there was always conversations. Mm -hmm. Not all conversations I was able to sit at the table and hear about. Because, you know, back in the day, coffee was for grown folk. You <laughs> kids didn't drink coffee back then. You, now you can't have no cup of coffee. But I used to sneak and sip some of my daddy's coffee. You know, he'd leave, he'd leave a little bit in a cup, you know, leave it on the table. And I'd go drink it. And I was like, this coffee is good. <laughs> so the coffee was, it was a very cultural thing for me growing up with my parents, my aunt Anna Rose. Uh, we go to her house, especially on Saturday mornings when we got our hair did. Uh, they always had the percolator, what they call the percolator. That's where you put the coffee in and the little percolator would be popping the coffee up and down. And they would, my mama would let me pour the coffee, but I couldn't drink it. But I'd pour coffee and put some sugar in it and some cream in it. And if we didn't back then, we didn't have no cream. We had uh, uh, that... Uh, carnation milk girl we put mm -hmm. carnation milk in the coffee girl so i grew up and those are such sweet memories for me uh as far as growing up with coffee and of course i now i'm a connoisseur of coffee and having the coffee business just brings back those memories as a little girl mm. and i love what you said about you know the conversation surrounding yeah. the coffee because it's just more than drinking a, a warm drink but it's about mm -hmm. what takes place in those moments when we're having those special conversations mm -hmm. yes 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 great conversations fun conversations I always knew when my mom and my dad had some serious stuff going on drinking coffee and they tell us, you know, y'all need to leave the kitchen. You know, we're, we're having grown folk talk. Mm -hmm. So we knew that it was something going on, but it wasn't for our, they wanted to protect our ears from it. And, you know, we grew up, you all grew up with me drinking coffee, your daddy drinking coffee, you know, y'all would have a sip every now and then, but it, it's really a cultural thing. And it really brought love to the table, heart conversations to the table. And I always remember, you know, even after dinner, my mother would serve coffee to my dad. You know, granddaddy was uh, a pastor. So uh, they would serve coffee after dinner, you know, and that was grown folk talk after Sunday dinner. You know, they had a talk, you know, about the service or the sermon that was preached. So, yeah, it's wonderful memories. Mm -hmm. And it just ties so much into the vision you had shared earlier about starting that um, mortar coffee shop. And I can just envision just yes. the 
many conversations that'll take place. I'm looking forward to it. It's a two-year project coming up. And uh, like they say, Rome wasn't built in a day, but Mama Bean's Coffee Cafe is definitely on the horizon. So I'm looking forward to having wonderful conversations with just not the elders, but also with young people. You know, young people love coffee and just sitting around the table talking about life, having Bible studies, and just, you know, just having some memories built on Mama's, Mama Bean's Cafe. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. it's going to be beautiful. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And so as we are on the eve or celebrating our mothers all across the world, Mom, are there any special words that you would like to leave with our mothers? You know, I am so blessed to be a mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother. I think the greatest gift that a woman can be, because we are called to motherhood, they call Eve the mother of all. I think that's a great thing. And there's so many women who are not able to be want to send words of encouragement that Remember, you were not given a handbook. You will make mistakes. You will regret some things that you do as mothers, but be the best example of a Proverbs 31 woman. That's what I want to leave women with, Proverbs 31. Mm -hmm. And I love what a young woman said the other day when I was listening. She's a young woman. She said, you know what the problem with young mothers are today? She said, the older mothers are not telling them how to be mothers. Mm. It's like, wow. She said, they're too busy trying to party with the mothers, the young mothers. They're too busy trying to be friends to the young mothers. She said, you be the mother elder God has called you to be because we are losing a lot of our young mothers to the world. And that really hit home for me because, you know, I always told you all, I'm not your friend. I'm your mother. I'm not your mama. I love mama, but when it comes to that status of motherhood, I I take that very seriously. So the words of encouragement that I would love to leave for mothers, if you don't have someone to show you how to be that mother, that Proverb 31 woman, you ask God to send somebody in your life mm-hmm. that can show you, to be the example, because that's what I've tried to be to my daughter, to you all, to be the godly mother example that this world is so in need of and to just um, keep God close to your heart. Read the scriptures, videos, YouTube uh, to show us how to be godly mothers. There's so many women out there who are just loving women and showing them how to be those women. So when you don't have someone that you think that you can't look up to, hey, I tell women, go to go to Google. Google godly mother devotionals. And most of all, use the word of God first and foremost. God, show me how to be a godly mother, how to be that Proverbs 31 woman. And I tell you, I guarantee when you use that 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 devotional right there, that first basic instructions before leaving earth, he'll definitely show you what you need. Mm, that is outstanding. Words of wisdom, words of advice. And so, Mom, Mama, it has been my absolute pleasure hosting you on the show today. 
O, and I love you. You're my firstborn. And the one thing that I can say about you, Rakesia LaShawn McMillan Beans, because you are a mm. Beans woman, yeah. you have been exemplary in showing your two sisters how to be a godly mother. And because you have done that, Lila Antoinette, Stephanie Jr., have truly set the bar high as well. So they have shown they're showing their daughters how to be yeah. godly mothers. And so it is an honor being your mother. I wouldn't, mm -hmm. I wouldn't change nothing for the journey. It's an <laughs> honor being your mom. Oh, I love you so much, mom. I love you so much too, daughter. Mm -hmm. And happy That's Mother's Day to you as well. Oh, thank you so much, mom. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you too. Peace. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I pray that it blessed and challenged you to move towards living the abundant life that God has for you. If so, would you stop right now to share this episode with someone who's been praying to improve their health spiritually, physically, or emotionally? I would love it if you could take 30 seconds to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way that I know that you're liking the show. Also, it rocks my world to hear from you. Lastly, come on over to my free community, rakesiamcmillancommunity.com to grab your free gifts. I have everything you need to know about working with me, taking my courses or connecting. Also head over to rakesiamcmillan.com to explore my health products and sign up for free complimentary health coaching. My prayer for you will always be 3 John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. I'll see you in a few days. God bless.